Hello and welcome to Shir Jashub, a Bible study program brought to you by the fellowship of Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle on the shoreline in Madison, Connecticut. What a blessing that you could join us for the broadcast today. My name is Patty Scalzo, and if you are a regular listener, you know that my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, is in the middle of teaching a Bible study on heavenly authority. He is currently ministering from the book of Numbers at the point that the prophet Balaam has received what he hopes is permission from the Lord to journey to Balak, king of Moab. At the end of the program, I will be giving you information about the ministry of Shir Jashub, so have a pencil and paper ready. But for now, let's rejoin Pastor Greg as he ministers the word. Notice we don't have here a response from Balaam saying, O Lord, why have you now changed your mind when you clearly told me before not to go? We don't read that. Rather, what do we read, verse 21? So Balaam rose in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. He gets up, he saddles the donkey, he's all set. He's very anxious to follow God's instructions this time, at least these new instructions, because this is one instruction from God which Balaam likes. And you see here in Balaam sometimes a picture of what we can be like as Christians when we really just want something and we're waiting for God to tell us something that we want to hear. We don't like what he told us before. And now he's got the permission to go. He thinks he's got the permission to go and he can't wait to go. We have to be very careful what we ask God for. We have to be careful to align our desires, to align our desires up with God's desires. Otherwise, he may just give us what we want. Notice in the situation, God is going to use Balak's sin and Balaam's eagerness to ultimately bring about his own will and proclamation. That's part of the reason for allowing what he didn't want to happen. Verse 22, Then God's anger was aroused because he went. He's mad that Balaam's going. And the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against him. And he was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him. God's anger aroused because he went. Balaam is not going as God's servant, unconcerned for Balak's offer. He wants to go. He's not concerned for God's will. He only fears God's working, and this makes God very angry. He's as an adversary against him. He must stand against his own prophet. He must block the way of error. Verse 23, Now the donkey saw the angel of the Lord Yahweh standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. So Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back onto the road. And the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on this side and a wall on that side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed herself against the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck her again. Then the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right or to the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, 
She lay down under Balaam. So Balaam's anger was aroused, and he struck the donkey with his staff. You see how anxious Balaam is, and how brutal he is to his donkey, who's actually saving his life now three times. He's mad at the donkey because the donkey's not going where he wants. But should not the prophet go where his Lord wants? He hasn't listened to his master. And now in verse 28, you have a, a real miracle here for Balaam's sake. Then Yahweh opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? And Balaam said to the donkey, you can imagine the look on Balaam's face as the donkey speaking to him. Because you have abused me, literally because you have mocked me, I wish there were a sword in my hand, for now I would kill you. You see the anger in the prophet's heart. He doesn't like being mocked, for he's mocked God. Verse 30. So the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey on which you have ridden ever since I became yours to this day? Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, No. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed his head and fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out to stand against you because you are perverse. You are perverse before me. You are contrary. You are perverse before me. Verse 33, the donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely I would also have killed you by now and let her live. So the donkey would have lived. She saved Balaam's life. And we see one other thing about this donkey. Even this dumb animal can be used by God. And God could put words even in the mouth of this dumb beast, right? So then should Balaam or any prophet or any religious leader have pride simply because God puts his words in them. For that matter, this donkey's loyalty to Balaam would shame many of God's servants over the millennia when we compare their loyalty to him. Certainly she puts Balaam to shame, for his way is perverse, it's contrary before God. God knows Balaam's heart. God knows exactly why Balaam wants to go. Verse 34. And Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, before I read this, be careful of good sounding answers. Be very careful when something sounds good. Listen, ask the Lord to give you an ear to discern when something is good or when something just sounds good. And Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. For I did not know you stood in the way against me. Now, therefore, if it displeases you, I will turn back. Does that sound good? Does that sound very repentant? I have sinned. I didn't know you were against my way of going. I didn't know you didn't want me to go. I thought you told me to go. 
And if it displeases you, I will turn back. Balaam, God's prophet, is on a very slippery slope here. He's in danger of losing his common sense because what should the answer be? I'm gone, angel. I'll see you back at the house when I'm praying to the Lord. At this point, three times he knows the angel wants to strike him because he shouldn't be going that way. Why does the question need to be asked, if it displeases you, I'll turn back? Because there's still that part of Balaam that's hoping. He wants that money. He wants to go there. And even now that he, he knows he could have been killed, there's part of him that's hoping, 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 hoping that the angel will say, oh, go ahead. And again, he gets the desire of his heart. Verse 35, Then the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but again the caution, but only the word that I speak to you, that you shall speak. So Balaam went with the princes of Balak. Go. Go, Balaam. Now Balaam could be saying to himself at this point, Of course, Lord, I wouldn't say anything that you didn't want me to say. You wonder how dishonest Balaam might be with himself about his own motives. Whatever, he goes with the princes of Balak. And Balak goes out to meet Balaam. He meets him at the border of his territory. He, he's anxious to get the guy. And he says, why did you not come to me? Can't I give you a lot of honor? Can't I give you a lot of money? Why didn't you come the first time? Balak asks Balaam. I can buy you. Don't you know that? That attitude that some have that they can buy the heavenlies. You remember Simon the sorcerer from our study in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 8 it says that when Simon saw that through the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered money saying, Give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. And what was Peter's response? But Peter said to him, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. The Simons, the Balaks of this world, think they can buy divine blessing. We see just how perverse any system then is in the church, which says that people can buy their way out of their sins. What a low opinion of God it is. What God wants instead is a sincere heart humble and broken before him, truly sorry for sin and open to his salvation and his life and his change. That's what God desires. You cannot bribe God. Balaam's response in verse 38 of chapter 22, and Balaam said to Balak, look, I have come to you. I'm here, aren't I? Now, have I any power at all to say anything? The word that God puts in my mouth, that I must speak. And Balaam knows what's right. He has been God's prophet. Now, have I any power at all to say anything? The word that God puts in my mouth, that I must speak. There's no power on his own. Only what God puts in his mouth. He understands. Balaam knows. Unlike Balak, he knows he has total dependence on Yahweh. And that's probably why God has been able to use him. That's probably why he is a prophet of God. He understands his dependence on God. And you have here 
And those two phrases, when he says, look, I have come to you, and then he says, now have I any power at all to say anything? The word that God puts in my mouth, that I must speak. You have a sad picture of a man that indeed has one foot in the spirit and one foot in the world. And remember, we're contrasting the prophet's words versus the prophet's heart. The prophet of God versus what it means to be a man of God. Balaam is saying the correct thing, but unfortunately, there's something wrong down deep in his heart. What an interesting point at which to leave our study. We hope that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you and has helped you in your knowledge of God's holy word. Remember, we love to hear from our listeners. If you have any comments or questions about the program topic, or if you feel led of the Lord to support the evangelical outreach of Sheer Jeshub, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jashub, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. That's Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. We invite you to join us for Sunday service. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m in the town of Madison on the shoreline in the upper room of the Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane. Services include praise and worship, the Lord's Supper, and Bible study. Directions are, take I-95 to exit 61 in Madison, go down to Route 1, turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast when we pick up Pastor Greg's sermon on Heavenly Authority.